Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest installment of Rockstar 101. His name is Brandon. He is the DJ. His name is Shim. He's the rock star. Class is in session as we wrapped up last week's edition of Rockstar 101. We were talking about ghost stories. Shim had shared a few, and he also had a couple more that he was going to get to. Where we finished off with was you telling a story about how your wife and wife's family had a little two-year-old that was walking down the stairs and turned around and started having a conversation with something that apparently wasn't there. Yeah. Uh, and everyone saw it, and he was he was talking gibberish to, to the wall, but it looked like he was talking to someone. And then as they were leaving, he turned around and said bye. I personally think that is completely real. I have seen uh, both of my kids, when they were little babies, uh, we would um, come into their room after they'd had nap time. And they would be laughing at the ceiling. And, we, and we'd and like stop at the door and be like, okay, we just watch. Because we'd be like, oh, maybe he's giggling for one second. And, but they'd be laughing for two or three minutes. Mm-hmm. And they'd have a break and then they'd look around at the corner of the wall. And then they'd look around at the other corner of the wall and the ceiling. And, and they'd be giggling. And they'd be watching Something like they weren't just laughing because they had like an endorphin rush because they're a kid that's growing, you know, like whatever. Like there's, they were laughing at something. Something was making them laugh like parents do when they play peekaboo or whatever. Mm-hmm. And and we're watching it and we're like, he's and it, it, but it wasn't like the same as that story I told you about the girl that was sitting on the edge of my bed. For anyone who doesn't know what I'm talking about, go back an episode and catch up. Um, but it was not threatening at all. We were watching. And they're, they're just laughing, having the greatest time. And you and I'd like to think that it's like our grandparents that have passed and stuff like that. And they're coming because that's what happens. It's like in real life, your grandparents come over, they sit over the crib and they play silly games and pickaboo and make the kid laugh when he's like two months old. That's exactly what this was. And I've seen it a bunch of times, had a million parents say, yeah, we've had the same thing happen. And I think that one of the things is that this is the thing that's always fascinated me. And I remember someone telling me about it where we don't know where the soul comes from. We know that there is one. We know that there is personality uh, and no one can dictate or define where personality comes from. When The way that you're raised has a lot to do with the type of person you become, the way that you react to the world around you, and the way that you interact with it. But there is something where parents will look at their kid and say, I don't know where they got that. I don't know where they got that character trait. I don't know why they're so lazy or they're so determined. I don't know why they're so passive or active or whatever. Mm-hmm. And 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 that's kind of the... the that's a, a little portion of the fact that we know that we have to know that the soul and and the consciousness is comes from somewhere because everything else can be explained the way that a baby is made chemically medically scientifically they they've put it all together now but the soul they're like we don't know where they they're like that's the next that's the next level that's the spiritual realm mm. and i and i believe and i remember someone mentioning it to me i can't remember who it was might have been my godfather said Wherever you come from, you're taking part of that place with you for a little while. So when you're a child for the first couple of years, you still have this residual connection to wherever your soul comes from. And so therefore, you're able to see these things. And you're able to see them vividly and communicate with them. And that's why there's so many stories of kids talking to the wall or talking to the ceiling or laughing at the ceiling because they have this residual thing where they can, 
they can catch it. And I don't know if it's like, I don't know what it is. I'd like to think it's, you know, it'd be nice for my tiny pea-sized brain and consciousness to be like, oh yeah, it's their, it's their grandparents coming to say hi because they're not here to do it in the real world right now. But it might be friends from where they came from. You know, it might be like their buddies from wherever the next place is or was. But I find it very humbling and calming as a person to see things like that, especially with kids, because you're like, all right, wherever they came from, it's kind of the closest that you can get to. If you if you believe you have to have, you know, there's no proof. You're not holding onto anything tangible, but it, it gives me a sense of, okay, there's definitely something else once we pass don't know what it is it's be it's it, it's it, it, like like for example people in uh if you're talking about religious type stuff people say they had religious experiences cool but that's a religious thing kids a, a fucking two-year-old doesn't comprehend religion yet and they're still having these experiences so whatever it is it's it's above what we choose to define it as so that makes me feel very calm and safe in the idea that no matter how hard it's getting right now no matter how much bullshit there is going on, it's really funny that if you see a kid doing that, it, it's like I said before, it rips you out of your fucking head up your ass bullshit of getting stuck in the in the mud about whatever your stuff is, you know, your rent and your stress and your girl guy issues, whatever it is. That sort of stuff really helps go, okay, it's, it's really temporary because we came from somewhere else and we're going somewhere else. So whatever it is, there is something more. I don't know where I'm taking it. I've been given a couple of notes by people that I should stop ranting, but that was my story. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but that's interesting too, because uh, like for, for myself personally, I've never been a religious man. I wasn't brought up uh, with any type of religion. The only real experience to religion for myself was either if I had a friend growing up, invite me to go to his church on Sunday. I think I maybe only did that once or twice because I didn't like it. I didn't enjoy it. Um, it freaked me out. It just, it made me uncomfortable being there. So it I chose- you out. I, yeah, I just, I, it, I, I thought it was weird. Uh, even at a very young age, my, I, I, I would sit there and I'm like, how do they know this? Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 where's the proof here? Like, yeah, I understand that there was this book written, but there's also a lot of fictional books out there that we know aren't real. Like, how do you know this? And all they would ever tell me was, well, you have to have faith. And I'm like, well, that's a pretty bold statement. Yeah. <laughs> and so it never, it never quite landed on me in regards to at least uh, uh, Catholicism or Christianity or something like that, because that was most prevalent where I grew up at. Um, you know, and other than that, my mom's mom was a very religious person. Uh, you know, she, you know, Sunday, every day at church, I you know, she'd go multiple times. Um, she was very involved with the church and, you know, we would go a couple of times, but other than funerals or weddings, never really stepped into a church. Now I am married to a woman who is a very devout Catholic and, you know, we go to church every Sunday. Of course, it's a little bit different for me because generally the church we're going to, which is the church where we got married... It's all in Spanish, so I don't have a single clue of what's going on. I just kind of sit and I stand up when I'm told to stand up, and you know, it's <laughs> to the point now where I'm telling my kid, um, uh, or I'm helping my kid go through her uh, catechism and stuff like that. Um, but for me personally, and that's going to be a really awkward conversation when she brings it up because I was never baptized. I never went through any of the stuff that she's going to need to go through, and my wife is very adamant about. You know, that's one of the things is that, you know, when you are a Catholic, you make an oath. And that was one of the things that we had to say during our 
vows during our wedding ceremony is that, yes, the children that we have, we will be raising Catholic, where, you know, up until now, for me, it was like, I have no problems raising a kid a specific way, but once they turn 18, you know, it's on them. You can't force them to do anything. You can't force them to be a specific religion. You can't force them to do anything other than just, the only thing you can do is sit back and hope that you raised them right and hope that they took what you said to heart and that they're able to just go lead a good life. And you might not always agree with everything that they're going to do, but you can't control them at that point. And I mentioned that once to my wife and, oh, that was a bad idea. (laughs) She did not take too kindly to me when I kind of said, yeah, well, you know, when the kids, you know, when she grows up, I don't mind if she wants to pick a different religion. Yeah, don't ever say that to a Catholic. That doesn't end well. Yeah, I never thought to say that. Well, I haven't gotten into that conversation yet, but did she flip? Yeah, I mean, she 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 didn't flip per se, but she very promptly let me know that I was wrong <laughs> in that in that thought process and that, you know, the whole <laughs> uh, goal of this is that, you know, we're going to raise a good Catholic child. And I was like, okay, fine. If, that, if that's what you want, I'm cool with that. But uh, yeah, there are obviously going to be... Battles you don't... Yeah, and it's there are obviously going to be some pretty heavy conversations that are going to need to be had with our kid because... Me not being Catholic, me not being baptized, she's going to start to have those conversations of what happens when you die. Because when we die, we go to heaven, but you're not baptized. I know, I know. I I had, uh, I found out yesterday that my daughter apparently asked in the car, mommy, does does everyone die? And, And my girl's five. She's not even five. She's five soon. And she's like, does everyone die? And it's like, oh, no. She, and then she said, am I going to die? And I'm like, oh, gee. And I was like, sit down, stop everything. What did you say? That's a big question. Mommy, am I going to well, die? Well, what sparked her to bring that up? I don't fucking know. I don't know. She's, um, I don't know if it's because I told her about Brenna when she asked me why I shaved my head and I explained, mm-hmm. you know, Brenna's sick and she's, uh, she's, you know, she's 17 we're trying to help her out. So I I let Brenna shave my head so it looks like hers. Why did she shave her head? Well, because her hair was going to fall out because she's on medication. Why is she on medication? Because she's sick, baby. and But she's going to get better. And that's why we're supporting her. And so she was like, okay. And then she sort of she started thinking about the concept of death. But that was when I think it became more like, oh, we know someone who's sick because we've never really talked about it. Like we we actually have a friend who's sick right now. And so then she kind of got into it and it became, oh, am, I, am I going to die? And then mama said, and this is fucked up, dude. But like your mom said, um, baby, yes, everyone dies, but not for, a, you're, you're not going to die for a very long time. And mommy and daddy, everyone, it's not a, not for a long time. You don't have to think about it for a very long time. You, not till you're very, very old. And so the first thing my daughter said was, okay, so kids don't die. And, and my wife and I make a point where we're like, we never lie to the kid we'd never lie to the kid. We just have to figure out how to explain things being sensitive to the fact that they're fucking five. Um, so she was like, well, no. And she kind of briefly said, no, you know, sometimes people get sick and um, it's not, um, 
like I can't remember how the fuck she handled it, but basically she was like, no, it, it happens like you you can you can die at any age, but you're not going to have to worry about it for a long time because mommy and daddy are going to take really good care of you. And then she changed the subject. And so she was like, she got it in there. She, she didn't lie. She explained it, but she was like, I don't want to keep going down this fucking rabbit hole right now. This is intense. And then, so my kid is going to be asking those questions that you're talking about. And I'm sure your kid's going to ask those questions too at some point. They're, they question everything. Now, why is the sky blue? Why is why do people have houses? Why are trees green instead of purple? Like, they question every fucking thing. You tell them like, hey, there's a God and a whole nother spiritual realm, but you can't see it, touch it, smell it, taste it, and, and you're not welcome until you're dead. And it's like, well, I have questions. <laughs> I have questions. And then when you ask questions, the thing that I love about Catholicism is that every good Catholic that I've met loves to talk about it. They love to debate it. They love uh, differing opinions. Most of them, I mean, I, all the Catholics that I've spoken to, they're good ones. They're not close-minded. I've spoken to some Christians that are pretty close-minded. Those are tense conversations. But straight up Catholics are like, yeah, we know it's just a book and we choose to believe in what we've read and we choose to believe this and this is our thing. And every religion's got their thing and atheists have got their thing and they're not they're not pushy about it. And so when you talk to them and you I ask questions, they'll either have answers or they'll say, well, we disagree. This is what I choose to believe. And then if you're respectful, you go, cool. All right. That's that. That's we've we've reached the end of that particular topic. And you move on to another thing or you get on with your day. You're realizing that neither of you are going to, you know, completely flip the other person. I think that's where a lot of people um, kind of go astray when it comes to conversations like that, thinking, oh, well, I've got this point that I'm going to make and I'm going to totally change this person's beliefs that they've had their entire life. It doesn't work that way. You're not going to do that. You're not this suddenly brilliant person that's going to convert everybody from whatever their religion is. And and this is not the first time they've had a conversation like that. Like they've met people and talked about this for years. They have- yeah experience so do you think that your woman is going to be able to handle those conversations or is she going to be the type of person that says no this is what we believe this is how it is no i think that as a family we'll be able to have those conversations because we're uh already kind of planning for it we've already talked about it my wife and i kind of on the side uh when in regards to how to raise the kids and and bringing up certain topics or discussions or things like that i mean we had man i gotta tell you i had something heavy hit last night as I was putting my kid down to bed, my wife was out. Um, she had a, a class, so she wasn't home when I was putting the kid down to go to sleep. And my kid asked me, will you read one of these new books? She got a bunch of really thin, like maybe eight page long books from school. And I thought that they were just, oh, typical second grade books. She hands, and hands me this one. She's like, I want you to read this one tonight. So I sit on the edge of her bed and I'm starting to read it to her. It's a book about the Nazis taking over Germany and running the Jews out. <laughs> That's awesome. That's not, and, and, and I, I get through the, so it's, a, it's based as like a diary written by this uh, small Jewish girl. And as I read the first paragraph, I start looking at the pictures. Because when, um, when I sat down, <laughs> I asked my daughter, I said, do you want 
do you want to read it or do you want me to read it? And she was like, well, I want you to read it. So I said, well, then give me your glasses so I can put them away. And she said, no, because if you take my glasses, then I can't see the pictures. I start looking at the pictures. It's drawings of Nazis showing up, spray painting the side of the storefront with signs that say, don't buy from Jews. There was a park that had a big sign that said, no Jews allowed. And I'm like, oh my. And so I got to, I got to figure this thing out on the fly because I don't want to make too big of a deal about it because she's about to go to sleep. The last thing I want is her to all of a sudden just have these horrific nightmares or just have a completely bummed out sleep because of how horrific this time and era in human existence was when the Nazis were a major thing and ran a country like where Germany. Where the fuck? Where did, she, where did she get this book? That's the thing. It was a series of books that the teachers were handing out to all the students. And this wasn't the only one That's that she came up, home with. Dude. She came home with five or six books. I didn't see what the other books were about. All I do know is that at my kid's doctor appointment yesterday, she was reading about road safety. So I assumed that whatever book I was going to read was going to be about... How do you ride your bike on the side of the road? You should always wear your right, helmet yeah. and something like that. No, 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 no. This is about the Nazis trying to get rid of Jews. <laughs> and so it starts with 1933 and it's dated because it's supposed to be like this girl's diary, her entries. So it starts in 1933 uh, and then all of a sudden it skips to five years later. So because at this point, the Nazis have completely taken over and they're starting to, you know, the, the, the full blown Holocaust is on. And the book ends with the girl having to leave Germany to make it over to the United States. And she's talking about how amazing New York is and the Statue of Liberty is is, is is amazing. It's gigantic. We have to go to Ellis Island so we can sign in. And my mom says, this is all the stuff we get to look forward to in the United States. But of course, in the middle was that five years there where all the really horrific stuff begins. Because, you know, it's that's not even where it ends or, or that's just where it begins. So I'm having to explain to my kid. I'm like, there's a lot of really bad people out there. And she starts to, you know, you could just see the look on her face. Wait, like she doesn't look comfortable. What, what were her, did she have, what were her questions? What did she ask you? She didn't really have any questions because I was quick to try to explain it before she could. Um, and I just let her know, look, there's a lot of really bad people out there. One of those groups. Why couldn't you just say? Why couldn't you just say? Uh, once you get past the first page, you're like, "Sorry, baby, we can't read this book. This is a, this isn't appropriate. Pull a dad card. This is inappropriate, and or whatever. Just cut the book." At that time, I was like, "You know what? I'm I'm in it." Like, because I had, I had already started to flip through the book, and knowing my kid, she's an incredibly, incredibly intelligent child. And she wants. She's not going to let you put it. And down. she's not going yeah. to. She's going to ask the questions, and she's going to push the subject. So I need to get out ahead <laughs> of it and and kind of guide the conversation. So I'm able to, to to step in and let her know, like, look, there's a lot of really bad people in the world. And you know, as, as I was explaining it to her, this was a time, and I I didn't expect it the the book to even really go where it did, like by the second or third page, but it was to the point where I'm explaining <laughs> to her. You know, there was this world war and, you know, the United States was in it <laughs> and there was, it was Germany and Italy and Japan against almost the entire rest of the, the, the world. Um, and there are some really bad people out there. I had to let her know that because the, the, the Nazis were in the book, I had to let her know Nazis are really bad people. Germans aren't bad because that was something that if you, I don't think if you explained it might be misconstrued in this book. So I explained it to her. I'm right. like, you got to know Germans aren't bad. And I, I think I even forgot to tell her because I'm a very small part German. Um, 
but I, I made it sure to explain that to her and then also to let her know, like, oh, hey, by the way, uh, these Nazis are, are, are bad, bad people. So I, she's been down this path before. It's something that we've explained to her before. And, and so I, I think she's kind of prepared for it. She's obviously only, you know, eight years old. She's not um, going to be able to grasp everything yet. But I still think she needs to be able to be knowledgeable of some of this stuff. You know what I mean? That is that's hilarious. So yeah, that was a nice that was a nice heavy conversation we got to have last night. Dude, how did we get on this track? Where did we start? Well, we started with ghosts and kids and heavy-handed conversations and religion and then we ended up on Nazis. God's sake. It's called Rockstar 101. Have we talked about anything musical in the last couple of episodes? No, I don't think so at all. <laughs> awesome. Uh Okay, so uh, what? Are, wait, are we? Is that us? Are we done, or is have we got one more? Yeah, it's about ready to about ready to wrap up this. I think I think I think we should wrap up. I think everyone's everyone's getting five to ten minutes away from work on a Monday morning. I think it's time to wrap it up, <laughs> get you ready for your work day. Uh, yeah, it's been really go. good having the feedback from a lot of people. A lot of people giving feedback that they look forward to the podcast on a Monday morning on their way to work with their coffee and their fucking whatever bagel shit you eat. So thank you very much to everyone who's been listening and paying attention and writing and uh, giving opinions and notes and uh, telling us what they dig and what they don't dig. Uh, We are listening. And thank you very much for giving a shit about what we're doing here because we're getting up at 4 a.m. sometimes to record these podcasts together for you guys. Oh, does poor Shim have to get up at 4 a.m.? Oh, poor. Oh, poor Brandon with your nappy naps and your (laughs) your fucking YouTube parties. Oh, dude. Man, I'm telling you, these YouTube YouTube black holes, uh, they're some of the most fun things ever. I can get sucked into that thing for hours. But there are some other things that I do want to talk about. I don't know if necessarily on the next episode of Rockstar 101, but something I do want to tease here is we're now into the final couple of months of this year, and we're also into the final couple of months of this decade. Like We're kicking off a new decade in about two months. And one of the questions I want to bring up to you, don't answer now because you know this is going to be for further on down the road, over the past 10 years, what sticks out to you most? And we can be talking personally, we could be talking uh, maybe newsworthy stuff, whether it's music, it could be sports, it could be movies, whatever the case may be. Put that little nugget in the back of your brain for right now. And even if you're listening to this podcast and you want to let us know, and we could maybe bring some of this, the answers up that we get on a future episode of Rockstar 101 over these next couple of months before we wrap up this year. And if you want to let us know what the past decade, what really sticks out to you, you can always hit up Shim over on Twitter. It is at Shim Moore, S-H-I-M-M-O-O-R-E. Or you can hit me up over on Instagram. It is Brandon underscore Goat underscore Coats. That is C-O-A. T-E-S. I want to do another quick plug for buzzadamshow.com. That is the morning show that I work for. And that's where you can find any of the blogs and stuff that I put up. So when we talk about all this weird Disney stuff and all the theme parks and crap that we were talking about a couple episodes ago, that's where you can find those blogs that I was writing about the Pirates of the Caribbean over in Shanghai and stuff like that. But think about that. What sticks out to you over the past decade as we're getting ready to step into a new one here? But on that note, we can wrap things up. Anything else, Shim? Nope, that's good. Looking forward to seeing you guys next week. His name is Brandon. He's the DJ. His name is Shim. He's the rock star. Class dismissed. Class dismissed.